Uh, hello, welcome everyone to um, this the November edition of um, Security Brief with Top Shelf Tech and the Ancillary, and I'm pleased to say we're under the new Ancillary Security Intelligence brand. Um, welcome as always, Ian White from ZX Security. How's the weather down in Wellington? It's pretty pretty bad today, to be honest. The weather has yeah. been pretty terrible the last couple of days. So, um, yeah, I've been seeing awful pictures of my mate at a wedding over the weekend in Hawke's Bay, and it looked amazing, which was pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> 30 degree yeah. heat. I think it's pretty awful everywhere, to be honest. Yeah. So um, we launched our new security intelligence brand uh, yesterday or on Tuesday. Um, yeah, so I, I heard whispers about it. And um, if you want to yeah, tell, tell me a bit more, I suppose. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, well, we've um, we've been working on this for a little while. Um, essentially, what we're doing is we're we're creating we've created a sub brand and, and separating the security um, security the security stuff outside of the main ancillary um, business. So the ancillary was very well known for the cloud, and since the um, merger, we've we've been building that out with the managed services offerings as well and our security offerings. But we wanted to create um, something that was a bit different in the market. Um, and we wanted to get to get that distinct separation between what we do on the security side and what we do on cloud. So that's the, the new brand. And it's all about really the, the intelligence part of it is the important thing for us. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there who offer security services, but what we really want to do is um, go that next step up and start using the data that we collect and take a real data-driven approach to providing um advice and guidance and threat intelligence to our to our clients so it really is about um getting under the hood uh you know exposing as much information and data as we can and really um you know driving that differentiation with the with the, the, the sort of data driven intelligence behind it all that's awesome proper consulting mate yeah yeah growing up consulting yeah <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we're we're real pleased that we've got it out there in the market now. Um, you know, hoping we'll make a big splash, and we've uh, we've we've redesigned a lot of our products to um, we've retooled our sock, for instance, and we've gone for a lot of uh, real top right type um, tech key six key um, providers vendors that we'll be working with. Right. Um, so the likes of Logarithm, Zscaler, CrowdStrike, Tenable. Um, and yourselves, obviously, on the um, on the, the privilege to be in the position for sure. Next to there's some really good brands as well too, with some good rep in the market. You know, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's um, you know that's that's what we're really trying to provide is that real top shelf um, experience for our clients, coupled with deep expertise and, and and putting those two things together to to drive stuff forwards. So anyway, enough about us. Um, I thought there's not been a huge amount going on this last month, but something that caught my eye was uh, the Reserve Bank issued some guidelines, a draft document, consultation document around guidelines for financial institutions around um, around security. I wanted to have a, a quick chat about that. So um, I guess from my perspective, what I'm interested in is knowing or talking about whether that's a reaction to just stuff that's going on. Is it is it paying lip service to stuff or is, or is this a um, really a, uh an indication that things are starting to mature in new zealand i guess i'd like to have your, your yeah, it's, it's interesting like, i have i have actually read the full uh, the full submission that they put forward and again i think you're spot on with the lip service like it reads extremely well there's actually 
there's one good point uh, specifically I read, it's section 3.5, and it just talks about a checklist achieves compliance, but that does not ensure risks are properly managed. And yeah. It's kind of discussing that side of the thing, like they're already in the realm that they know that this could just be seen as a, a tick box kind of not to shoot PCI compliance in the foot whatsoever, but there, there is an element of tick boxing um, around that to a number of agencies. They know they need to get it done. Um, and I, the, we we're fully aware it's around financial stuff and ensuring there's, there's a, a level of security robustness, but there, there's always ways to game the system and, and make it a tick box exercise. Um, yeah. so it is nice that they kind of had that in there. Um, and they do have a really good, um, one of the other good pieces I read, and so I just have it here in front of me again, uh, within it is table, it's actually table one, and it discusses the low activity, moderate activity, and the high activity that um, that they could enforce given certain measures. Yeah. A lot of it based off looking around kind of internationally what's been done, um, how other organizations that are tasked with this within New Zealand, uh, like NCSC and CERTNZ, are currently dealing with it. But I think from RBNZ to kind of front foot it, in my personal opinion, in relation to the brand recognition that has around New Zealand that can really push a lot of serious conversations and it's not to downgrade the serious and terrific work that NCSC do or CERTNZ do. Their brand, in my opinion, is is nowhere near as big or as well known to the common folk outside security than like what the Reserve Bank is. So yeah. being an independent entity as well too and having the remit if they were so far to get to the end goal of getting up to that level three of where they see which would be mandatory pen testing which in my point of view, is a great thing because it's, it's more money for me. I'm, I'm not gonna. That's that's me. I'm um, putting put my hand up and uh, discussing my conflict of interest. But um, no, I, I definitely do think it's a good thing um, because there's so much other industries that kind of posture and say they're going to go down the regulation route. And for me, I think regulation done correctly for certain things, and especially the financial sector, which is heavily impacted by security. There is there is a level of kind of um, uh, companionship or partnership there that needs to be looked into because yeah. looking at a lot of the businesses that we deal with and um, heavily the accountancy firms and the law the law firms that deal with high transactions a lot of money that some of which could be potentially um, regulated by the FMA and they, they need to be looking at security more and um, with much more rigor yeah yeah and I think that what what strikes me is that I mean, your point around compliance versus security is a really well-made one. You know, that, that's something that we come across a lot where people are saying, well, you know, I've, <laughs> I've got these things, I can tick these boxes, but they're not necessarily doing anything or or, or really making them more secure. It's just a, it's, it's a sort of, you know, false comfort in some respects. I think what, what else is interesting is that um, this is a, to me, I see this a bit of a continuation in the industry from the FMA survey that was done um, last year. I don't know if you're aware of that, but FMA surveyed a number of their, um, I think it was about 100 financial institutions okay. against the NIST framework mm -hmm. and um, released those back into the uh, industry as a whole as a, as a sort of survey um, uh, survey results. And, you know, from that, which was starting to get people to focus on security within finance and, and beyond the PCI compliance and that kind of stuff, and then to this from the um, Reserve Bank now, it does show that there's a, there seems to be more of a movement within the um, financial services industries to, towards proper security. Yeah, I guess I wonder whether that's something that we'll see coming through in other industry sectors as well. 
Yeah, I definitely like to see it in some specific industries. Like one of the good things that um, the, this um, submission notes as well too is that the last thing Orbnz would want to do would be to um, template stuff because they understand that templating stuff isn't accurate for like businesses, even though yeah. many of them would be working within the financial sector. Some of them have significantly different risk postures to other ones or specific mitigation controls that other ones wouldn't need or other ones could ignore or other ones need to take more seriously. So. I did really enjoy that there is definitely a pragmatic pr approach taken to that submission. And I think that goes as far as well too, in my opinion, as the industry as a whole, like looking at specific categories, um, there is certain businesses that definitely need heavier resilience in relation to a security point of view than other businesses that in my opinion, and it's whether it's ZX security or it's a competitor of ours do need really continuously solid pen testing and to make sure that their systems are robust because if something significant did happen, like I know there's critical infrastructure in New Zealand, but they need to be taken care of for sure from independent bodies. And how do you think things like this are gonna um, dovetail into the, there's a bit of a trend for people starting to go towards things like ISO 27001 and you know the, maybe not SOC 2, but the, the local equivalent of that. Do you think that these sort of, um, initiatives from within industries will dovetail into into those more internationally recognised. I think they will, and I think, I think, in my opinion, that one of the biggest ones used thus far is PCI compliance, just because a lot mm. of businesses do deal with card information or financial specific financial things that push push them over the threshold where it needs to be a requirement for the businesses to function. And if you're dealing in a, a high level SaaS industry or country like New Zealand, a lot of PCI stuff is needed, but from what we see in relation to the businesses that get down the ISO route or the SOC 2 compliance route is businesses, yeah, like you're correct, dealing heavily with either big international banks or a lot of American corporations. And I think yeah. with the good work that um, whether it's NZTE or it's like Calad Innovation are doing, pushing New Zealand companies towards these big markets, you, you do see a lot of that happening, um, especially in Wellington. But um, yeah, from my point of view, there is pragmatic, pragmatic approaches as well too. Um, and not going as far as ISO 27,000 because that can crush some businesses in relation to costs and upkeep. So there, there has to be a pragmatic approach as well too. Yeah, and look, I agree with that. I think that that, that pragmatism is something that people in New Zealand do well. Yeah, um, it's just reaching that balance between the the pragmatic approach and an, and, and, and an actual um, demonstrable increase in security and maturity. I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it would be good if a lot of the a lot of the businesses or whether NZT or, or Calan Innovation, when they're dealing with these SaaS companies that are going global, global did have, and again, I hate templates per se, but did have a, a checklist or a template for these businesses saying, even before you approach that bank that's international or those big businesses, have at least six months or a year of pen test reports that you can show them, a year worth of this, a year worth of that. So you can come with history and you can come with a roadmap yeah. already. And I know that will stagnate a lot of growth and innovation because they'll have to show some level of um, history. And they need, it's, I know it's a first come, first served market, but um, yeah, it's just one of those balancing acts, I suppose. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because yeah. a lot of people might not, might not find this particularly interesting <laughs> for you know, that kind of standards led conversation. But um, I think the, the other thing that I'd say around this is that it's, a lot of it is around um, those bigger organizations pulling the smaller ones up. So yeah. I say this quite a lot when I talk to clients here, that, that New Zealand's relatively small and relatively 
um, immature as far as security goes. And part of that, I believe, is because we don't have those massive organizations that spend billions of dollars on security and drag the baseline up for, for everyone else. So maybe things like this kind of initiative from um, the Reserve Bank might help to give um, someone a, a, a kind of, you know, older brother that the, the smaller companies can look at and say, well, look, that's what they're doing. Can we adopt some of that and, and, and generally help to pull things up across, the, uh, across all the organizations in New Zealand? 100%. And kind of to, just to, to add to that, to finish on it, I think one of the simple things they could do, in, in my opinion, is they are a financial institution and something around some uh, financial budgeting around cybersecurity, whether that was specific templates. And again, it all depends on a specific business you work for. I'm, I'm fully aware and each one should have different budgets depending, but understanding how to bake security into costs yeah. for um, yeah. projections would be even for project managers would be a huge thing for government agencies or big private companies. That would be a great start. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, look, great. I think that's probably a good place to stop. I mean, I don't want to. We'll go all day on the way. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, once again, it's been great talking to you, kind of maybe a bit shorter and sharper today. That's great. We'll um, find something else to talk about next next uh, month. So thanks for tuning in. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you, Ian. I hope you survive the wild weather that's coming your way. Don't and, worry, man, I will. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk next month.